My friends, it is so good to be here with you on the Jordan Paris show. Good to be behind the mic. I've loved podcasting just the past almost three years now. Uh, it's been a great journey and I'm not getting all sentimental on you and this is not the end of the journey. I'm just saying that I love doing this. Anyway, coming up on the Jordan Paris show, a couple of things that I want to talk about. Number one, a state representative called Cynthia Johnson has a really funny and scary message to quote-unquote Trumpers. We'll get to that. Also, YouTube's censorship statement this week. And then some feedback from my episode with Tom Woods this past Monday. But first, I just got to say, I had a really great week, and I hope that you did too. I spent some time in Maryland with my uncle and my cousins. We did good workouts, good eats, good business, and I got to play some basketball with my cousin, my little cousin. He still can't beat me yet. He's he's getting there. He's only uh, 14, and he's, he's a pretty talented athlete, so... Uh, he, he's always been uh, relatively close and he's getting closer, but I can still, I can still beat him. I can still turn on the jets when I want to and, and dust him. Any, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love playing, playing basketball. I hadn't played in a while and I'm really glad we got to play and we climbed over the fence, even though the outdoor court in the neighborhood was closed due to COVID outdoor court. And man, I mean, I was talking to Tom Woods. You heard me with Tom the other day. And if you haven't heard that episode on why mask mandates and lockdowns don't work, you have to listen to that episode. Really some stunning information in that episode. But this area in the Northeast, I've been spending time the past month in Pennsylvania, in New Jersey, and now Maryland. And man, all of these places are just the fear and hysteria capitals of the world. I could, I can't even believe record numbers of of people that I see wearing masks alone in their car, wearing masks outside alone with nobody even remotely close to them, walking their dog with a mask on. I saw so many people walking their dogs with masks on this weekend. I said, wow, that's so sad. These people are, are just infected with the stay home, remain terrified, question nothing narrative. They're blindly obedient. It, it seems like Every single person I see outside is wearing a mask. Unfortunately, it just seems there are very few sane people left in the Northeast. Now, I finally had one of my first, I think my first sane person encounter in the past month here in the Northeast. I was at uh, Whole Foods the other day and uh, the grocer, she was ringing up my stuff and I don't know how we got on the conversation, but... We got on the, the topic of COVID and, and she was like, she whispers, she's like, are you Republican? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And immediately then she knew uh, she was safe to talk about these things. And we, we were just talking about all the people that wear masks outside. It is really crazy here in New Jersey and really all over the Northeast, the amount of people wearing masks outside. Needless to say, we were both very relieved to have met a, a sane person. And she was telling me that my husband and I were trying to move to Florida. And of course, you all know that's where I'm from. Really lovely place. We have the best governor on the face of the planet, Ron DeSantis. Christy Nome, Ron DeSantis. I mean, they go back and forth. I mean, 
who's the best out of them, it's a toss-up. I think that they're both wonderful people, wonderful governors. But Ron DeSantis, he does not play the game, and he does not back down to the bullies that are on the left, pressuring him to do these lockdowns and mask mandates. No, he doesn't back down. He stands firm. He is a true American patriot, and he stands by the people that he governs. I love Ron DeSantis. I think he's a, I think he's a stand-up man. I hope to talk to him one day. Anyhow, let's get to Cynthia Johnson. Cynthia is a member of the House of Representatives representing Michigan. Here's the clip. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Now that sounds pretty unifying, huh? Now there's a lot here. Let's start with enough with the shenanigans. By the way, were, were you scared when you were listening to that? Because I was. Anyway, enough with the shenanigans. What shenanigans? Does she mean fighting for election integrity? Because there is some serious shit that happened that went down in this election. Of course, the Crisis News Network and MSNBC and all these other, the New York Times, all that, they'll say, oh, no evidence of widespread voter fraud, no evidence of widespread. It doesn't even need to be widespread. 10,000 votes here and there, Pennsylvania, Georgia, other places would change the outcome of the entire election. It doesn't even need to be widespread. It could just be a small microcosm. That's it. And look, I don't really care if Joe Biden won, if he won fair and square. I'm all cool with it. And next, Cynthia says, we ain't playing. And then, make them pay. What's going to happen to us? What are you going to do to us? You going to assail us in the streets? What, 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 what are you talking about exactly? And what does she want us to do? What's bothering her so much? Does she just want us to shut up? And by the way, I asked Cynthia Johnson to join me on this program. I was very kind about it. As a fellow Trumper, I guess, uh, I, I support the president, and I'm a conservative who believes in the Constitution, so I guess as, as a Trumper, I, I'd love to have the conversation. Happy to. Sent her a very kind email. I said, hi, Cynthia. I caught your message to Trumpers just now. Let's talk it out on my show. I'm happy to have the conversation. What do you think? Sincerely, Jordan, a constitutional conservative. And I sent that at 4.03 p.m. And at 4.10 p.m., she opened my email and she clicked several links in my email signature, including the link to my LinkedIn profile. She clicked the link to jordanparis.com. She clicked the link to my podcast on CastBox. She clicked a link to my company, Trend.media. She cl clicked a link to my Instagram, my personal Instagram, and she clicked a link to my Forbes article. So she clicked six different times at 4.10 p.m. I was very kind. I offered to have, a, have the conversation. She did not reply, however. Cynthia Johnson, I mean, if you're listening, I, I, I would love to 
sit and talk this out. I will be the only conservative to give you a platform. I'm happy to do it. And now YouTube. So YouTube says, YouTube comes out with this statement yesterday on censorship. They've had enough, apparently. YouTube says, here's the statement. I'll read it. We also disallow, this is part of it. We also disallow content alleging widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of a historical U.S. presidential election. However, in some cases, that has meant allowing controversial views and the outcome or process of counting votes of a current election as election officials have worked to finalize counts. Yesterday was the safe harbor deadline for the U.S. presidential election, and enough states have certified their election results to determine a president-elect. Given that, we will start removing any piece of content uploaded today or any time after that misleads people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of the U.S. presidential election, in line with our approach towards historical U.S. presidential candidates. For example, we will remove videos claiming that a presidential candidate won the election due to widespread software glitches or counting errors. We will begin enforcing this policy today and will ramp up in the weeks to come. So what they're saying is that your government is never corrupt and you cannot speak out against your government. That's what they're saying. Enough states have certified their election results to determine a president-elect. Given that, we'll start removing any piece of content uploaded today that misleads people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors changed the outcome of the 2020 election. So yeah, you can't speak out against your government. Free speech doesn't exist anymore. And it's only a matter of time before the other platforms like Linky Dink, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and fascist book follow suit. I mean, those platforms are already terrible, but it's only a matter of time before they come out with an official statement like this and really crack down even further. And I pray, pray, pray to God that this godlike complex, this narcissism does not infect Apple, Spotify, and the other podcast platforms. Unfortunately, it does already seem to be at least with Spotify employees voicing their concern for some of Joe Rogan's episodes, some of the right-leaning guests that he's had on requesting that certain episodes be taken down. Uh, it's just just absolutely terrible, appalling, disgusting, really, These a lot of these employees at Spotify. And so I wouldn't be shocked if they develop a system sort of like YouTube where it picks up words, keywords from certain podcasts like COVID and masks and election and and fraud and start scanning for these episodes and, and removing them. And I really wouldn't be shocked if Apple did the same thing. It, it would be absolutely terrible for me. I would, it, it would really be a, a, a backbreaking event were this to happen to Apple or Spotify. I'll tell you, I did not see this one coming. Get it? I did Nazi, like Nazi Germany, this one coming. Seriously, though, this is kind of like the censorship that happened in Nazi Germany. It was extreme. They controlled all forms of mass communication, including the newspapers, the music, literature, radio, film, art, everything. And I should mention, who, who controlled it, too, specifically in Nazi Germany? It's the Reich Ministry of Public Enlightenment and Propaganda. 
It kind of sounds like big tech today, the Ministry of Public Enlightenment, or as it's called in 1984, the Ministry of Truth. So really scary stuff. Uh, Also scary that radical leftists control all of the major platforms. Really sucks. And it's not just social media. It's not just the mainstream media, but it's also payment processors like Square Oh, by the way, I actually interviewed the the co-founder of Square uh, several months ago. I should talk to him. (laughs) He probably doesn't like me anymore now that I changed my show. But anyway, uh, PayPal and all these these companies that they will – and Visa. And they'll literally just – they'll just ban conservatives. If you do not think the correct thoughts and if you're too loud about it and you're making too much noise, too much of a ruckus, then, you know, they'll just ax you and cut you out from society. So we really need to start – having these alternatives. We need to start making these alternatives. It's it's really hard. We're starting it at ground zero, literally. There's some fringe platforms out there that are developing, at least in the world of social media. Uh, so for example, an alternative to YouTube, which I just signed up the moment that I found out uh, about this statement from YouTube, it is called Rumble. There's another one called BitChute. The homepage of BitChute, I mean, it, it just, it looks like, it doesn't look very like I said, these platforms are kind of fringe, just developing really. They kind of look like YouTube in 2006, <laughs> you know, whatever YouTube looked like then. I, I, I've seen pictures of it and it looks kind of kind of like Rumble and BitChute today, but I think Rumble's a little bit better and I uploaded my first video there. So check out Rumble. And also, of course, you know, you know about Parler already, uh, essentially the, the Twitter alternative, but that's it. As far as I know, I mean, there's other, I mean, there's other stuff too, like Gab, but I'm not on any of those other ones. I'm just on Rumble and Parler. To finish up on YouTube statement, one of my favorite podcasters and people really, Dave Rubin, he summed it up really nicely in a way that I just can't. Uh, He summed it up very well on his show. Here's the clip. I would like you to do a quick search about Russiagate on YouTube, about Russia or Ukraine Uh, infecting our 2016 election. Quotes from uh, Hillary Clinton saying it was an illegitimate election, Nancy Pelosi saying the same thing, all of the Democrats running around. Uh, Swalwell, who it's now turned out, Eric Swalwell, it's now turned out he was sleeping with a Chinese spy, him talking about how Donald Trump Jr. is a Russian asset. The amount of misinformation on YouTube is extraordinary. It's actually unquantifiable. There's probably no way that even a machine could count the amount of misinformation that's on this website, putting aside the controlled misinformation that is our mainstream media. The idea that YouTube is now deciding, okay, this issue about the 2020 election, while we have lawsuits working through the system right now, which I'll talk about in a moment, now if you even say, I'm not saying it right now, by the way, YouTube, if you're watching, I'm not saying there was widespread fraud. I'm saying that if you say there was widespread fraud, that they're gonna, they're gonna harm your channel, meaning they're gonna uh, either take down your videos, you're gonna get an email, and then eventually you get a strike, and if you get three strikes, you're basically out, they can delete your channel, they can demonetize you, and the rest of it. So it is only by the grace of the YouTube gods that any of us are here, I understand that, and they are a private company to some extent, although they obviously have a lot of connections with the government, and YouTube, in essence, is the new public square. But the idea that they're saying, oh, you know, you can watch, there's all sorts of alien conspiracies, there's all sorts of Nazi conspiracies, there's all sorts of insane, psychotic lunacy on this here YouTube.com. 
But this is the thing that starting today, it's literally starting today, we will remove videos claiming that a presidential candidate won as a result of widespread software glitches or accounting errors. So I guess you could say he won in other ways. So it's, you can't say that it was widespread software that did it or, or counting errors. I mean, that just seems very odd. Like there's things working through the courts right now, but even if you said it, even if you said it, Donald Trump, and I'm not saying it, but even if you said it, that Donald Trump won by counting errors, and then you showed some of the videos that we've showed, some of the confusing things happening out of Georgia, uh, some of the things that are being alleged in the courts right now about double voting and the rest of it, why wouldn't that be left to stand? And by the way, they can put warnings on things, right? They've been putting warnings on a lot of the YouTube videos about the results of the election, and Trump, every time he tweets, has a warning about something. But now they're saying we can actually crush you and your livelihood and I would say, guys, basically we have, we have a giant superstructure that in essence now exists over the United States government, something that our founders could have never imagined. Our founders said that the state, the government will not infringe on your ability to speak freely, right? That's the, in essence what the First Amendment is. But they couldn't imagine that companies, that corporations could become so large that it wouldn't matter whether the government was coming for me. In other words, you could say whatever you want about the election, Donald Trump's not coming for you. You could, every time Donald Trump says something, a, a gajillion blue check people, journalists, jump on there and tell him he's gonna end up in jail and he should rot in hell and everything else. Donald Trump doesn't come for everybody. I suspect it'll be a little different uh, if the left comes to power. But the point is that the fear around free speech as I've been saying for years, isn't that the government is coming per se, that's always something to worry about, but the fear now is that these giant corporations will tell us what is and isn't true. And also let's remember, two or three weeks before the election, this is a little insider baseball, but it's important to understand how these things happen. Two or three weeks before the election, Twitter changed their retweet policy. So it used to be you could just tap the retweet button and it would get sent out to all your followers. Then they changed it so you had to tap it, it would take you to another screen and you had to tap it again. No one was asking them to do that, but clearly there was discussions going, how are we gonna control the speed that information gets out there? So they changed that. I said something about it, but very few people did. Then in the subsequent weeks after the election, every time Donald Trump tweets, they say the elect, this information is disputed. Now they never say it about Joe Biden. Joe Biden can say, I'm the president-elect. They don't say it's disputed, but, but it is disputed, right? It's disputed because the president of the United States is disputing it. So who's in charge of the disputation? There's a word for you. Um, so that's a little something. And now YouTube is coming in saying, if you even talk about this, if you just talk about any of this stuff, we're, we're gonna take you out. Oh brother, these tech overlords, insane. Now lastly, feedback from my episode with Tom Woods. I had some really good feedback. A lot of people loved that. A lot of people were commenting about that, sending me messages on, on different platforms and friends texting me. People really liked that episode. I'm, I'm very pleased with, the way it turned out, it packed a real punch in it and had some information that quite literally set a lot of people free. But this, this piece of feedback from a gentleman named Ruben on LinkedIn, he commented on one of my LinkedIn posts about the episode and he had this to say about the episode, man, this was tough to get through. I get it. This is geared towards the more conservative groups and whatnot. But it just seemed like 40 minutes of complaining. If the title is, Do Lockdowns and Mask Mandates Work? Shouldn't there be some debate between professionals with, within the scientific field? Not have some historian with no actual knowledge and practice of 
the discipline pushing biased opinions. First of all, the, the title of the episode wasn't Do Lockdowns and Mask Mandates Work? The title of the episode was Lockdowns and Mask Mandates Don't Work. It's literally what the title was. <laughs> that kind of just ruins the rest of your argument, but I'll, but I'll continue. Shouldn't there be some debate between professionals within in the scientific field? So so you you can't even tolerate one dissenting opinion. There are opinions that conform with the mainstream narrative of stay home, remain terrified, question nothing, being disseminated across all mainstream media outlets all day, every single day, the talking heads on these screens talking about the same thing, all agreeing, all saying stay home, remain terrified, question nothing. All these deaths, all these cases, blah, 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 cases, deaths, cases, deaths. That's the only thing they care about, cases and deaths. They're only concerned with two numbers. Go to CNN, turn on CNN right now. For the past however many months, all they've on on every single show that CNN runs, they have cases and deaths on the screen at all times, 24-7. Those are the only numbers they care about. They don't care about how many millions of children are falling into poverty because of this, 44 million. They don't care about the insane rise in people having suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideation. They don't care about the increase in suicides. They don't care about the psychiatric crisis that they actually, they, they do kind of care about the psychiatric crisis. It is funny. They say, they always say teens are going through a, a psychiatric crisis because of COVID. COVID causes a psychiatric crisis among teens are, are the headlines. But no, it's not the, it's not COVID. COVID didn't cause that. It's your response. Inhumane lockdowns and mask mandates. Everyone's got to wear a cloth on their face. Can't even see people's mouths or noses nowadays. It's the resp- it's the stupid, unscientific response to the virus that has caused a psychiatric crisis. But anyway, they don't care about any other numbers. And and Ruben he he can't even tolerate one dissenting opinion. Not forty minutes. Not even forty minutes of airtime. On, not, I'm not even on a mainstream media outlet. I'm just the Jordan Paris show. I'm just, I'm just some 23 year old kid having a conversation, and and it's as if as it's as if I've committed a, a terrible crime by not having uh, an opposite viewpoint. We get enough of that shit. We don't need any more. We don't need the stay home, remain terrified, question nothing narrative, and then not have some historian with no actual knowledge and practice of the discipline pushing biased opinions. It doesn't take much. Anyone can look at the the data. Just because just because I'm not a doctor, a a medical doctor doesn't mean I can doesn't mean I can't share the data that is out there. Just because I'm not a medical doctor doesn't mean I can't read what's right in front of my own two eyes. Like what? Th- this is what this is. This is scientific fascism. Where only some science matters and all other science any dissenting science that is contrary to what the mainstream narrative is supposed to be, that science is to be shunned. It is scientific fascism, and it is disgusting. But no, Ruben, it's okay, man. I get it. 
Businesses are closing down. Hundreds of thousands of restaurants are closing down. Our economy is suffering. American families are suffering. People are depressed because everything worth living for is being eradicated and eliminated. People are suicidal. Millions of people are falling into poverty. But just shut up, Jordan. Just shut up. I don't care about any of that. Just shut up and submit. Sit at home, stare at the wall, and don't complain. How dare you? And put a face diaper on while you're at it. I get it, Ruben. I get it. So, no, we don't need a representative from the stay home, remain terrified, question nothing camp. We don't need a representative on this podcast. All you have to do is turn on the news, any station, pick your station. You can get it right there, 24-7. Those are my thoughts on that piece of feedback, that comment. Now, today, we will end on a relatively comical note here. Here's the headline. COVID ward nurse puts up Christmas lights at home, gets letter saying they're a reminder of systemic biases. So that's the headline from Daily Wire. Somebody put up Christmas lights and somebody put a message in their mailbox saying that it's a reminder Their Christmas lights are a reminder of systemic biases. You want to hear the letter? I'll I'll read it to you. Part of it is cut off, so I'm going to do my best here. I couldn't help but notice your Christmas lights display. During these unprecedented times, we've all experienced challenges which casual words just don't describe. Your twinkling, colorful lights are a reminder of divisions that continue to blank in society. Can't read it. A reminder of systemic biases against our neighbors who don't celebrate great Christmas, who can't afford to put up lights of their own. We must do the work of educating ourselves and the harmful impact a a blank like yours can have. I challenge you to respect the dignity of all people from differences, ideas, and opinions of our neighbors. We must come together, challenge these institutional inequities. We must demand better for ourselves. (laughs) Christmas lights, people. Christmas lights. Anyway, thanks for listening to The Jordan Paris Show. Everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Be well, and I'll catch you on Monday's episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Thank you. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of The Jordan Paris Show. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one is, of course, share with your friends and family. I think that they would really appreciate it. Number two, we have a free community, a censor-free community on Telegram. You can join that group at jordanparis.com slash group. I'd love to meet you. And lastly, your voice is powerful and it is important. And if you'd like to use your voice and start your own podcast, I'd love to help you out. jordanparis.com slash course is where you can find my free course on how to become a rock star podcaster. That's all. Thanks everyone for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode of The Jordan Paris Show.